0: That's poweronplants.com forward slash cookbook. When you think about adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, do you find yourself getting a little nervous, maybe even developing some protein anxiety? Then you'll want to join us today because we're answering the question, if you don't eat your meat, where do you get your protein? You're listening to the Smarter Healthy Living Podcast, where we firmly believe that getting healthy should never feel like torture. We're your hosts, Jared and Anita Roussel. We're college sweethearts and health professionals who help you redefine what getting healthy looks like using a whole food plant-based lifestyle. It's time to hear from the experts and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others get beyond the overwhelm to create a vibrant life they love. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're in the right place. So pull up a virtual chair, grab your matcha latte, and let's get started. Strawberries, peaches, kiwi, bananas, potatoes,
1: greens, sweet potatoes, lima beans, barley, lentils, (laughs) kale, broccoli. What do all these things have in common?
0: I know, I know.
1: Yes, you over there in the front row. (laughs)
0: <laughs> protein. Yes,
1: they all have protein. We hear this, we we get this question, but we also hear mm-hmm. this asked by many people who are looking into doing a whole food plant based diet and looking at it from the outside, and their biggest question is where, where do, do I, you
0: get your protein?
1: Where do I get my protein? It's almost like we have this love affair. Of protein Mm -hmm. in our society today
0: yeah and that's no wonder i mean we're surrounded and bombarded by it ever since we've been children even i mean growing up years and years ago i won't say how many years but growing up years ago you know it was one of the the big things on the plate the
1: The food food pyramid pyramid. yeah exactly
0: and so you start thinking about protein and then all that the pictures of the things were on there it was meat dairy Eggs. eggs Yeah. So that's what you think about when you think about protein.
1: And then as we've gotten older and we've seen that there are more and more products and you can't walk into the grocery store without seeing a protein bar Mm -hmm. or a protein shake, powders, protein powder. Mm -hmm. It's just everything is promoted. So. Obviously, if if this is the case, we must have a protein deficiency in our country, right?
0: Absolutely, sure. I mean, there must be. If all these products are out there, and you need this protein powder and that protein drink and shake and bar, and it's everywhere, then you'd think there was a deficiency. But if there's a deficiency in protein, then there must be a name for it, right?
1: Yes, and What's... we and we must. Uh, there must be somebody we know in our family, our friends, mm-hmm. wherever. That has this, this disease. This disease.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can but, you, can you name that disease? Well, we can. It's actually called Kwashiorkor. It's actually derived from a, a tribal language over in, in Africa. I forget exactly what it means, but it is. I didn't is, even know you knew that. <laughs> I'm full of all kinds of interesting little facts. <laughs> but that is the name, and it you just you don't hear about it. Because it just doesn't happen.
0: Right. It doesn't exist, really. It's pretty much, unless you're not getting enough calories, you're getting enough protein. But we've been fooled and we've been tricked to buy these certain products and things that people want to sell us because we think we're not getting enough of it. But we think we have to have meat and dairy and eggs. And the truth is that you have to think of the package that you're getting your protein in. And so when you get meat and dairy and eggs, you're not just getting protein. You're getting other things that are not known to cause diseases and problems for the body, and those types of proteins are much more difficult for our body to process.
1: Now, I'd like to back up just one step and talk about protein, because we use this term a lot, but I want to give just a little bit of background information and describe exactly what it is, because we hear the term amino acids, and that there's some that we need to get from our food, and there's Mm -hmm. some that our bodies create, but protein is created by a chain of amino acids. Amino acids are kind of like the building blocks. Of protein. Like yeah. Of protein. So if you have any young children, think of pop blocks where you have the different colors, sometimes the different shapes, and then you pop them together. Or if you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, if you had a string of beads, beets and they're all in a line and the different amino acids put into different combinations create different proteins now those combinations are controlled by our genes but when you have the different combinations those amino acids they'll they'll twist up on each other and then they become unique forms and they have different functions some of them are structural some of them are enzymes like they ha- make certain chemical processes happen certain ways and so our cells no matter what cell it is for us in animals, and plants, bacteria, because they all use amino acids and create these proteins, then everything has protein.
0: Now, there are 20 amino acids that our bodies need, and nine of those are considered essential amino acids. What that means is that those nine can only come from our food. Our bodies don't make them. Now, a long time ago, we were told and actually we've are still told that we need to get those from meat products, animal products, dairy, eggs, like we've talked about today. But there was a time when we would hear, sometimes you can get them from plants, you just need to be very careful, because you got to make sure you get them the right way. You've got to combine your foods in this very certain way or else you won't get all the amino acids you need to make the proteins. And that's really bad for you. But we want you to know that's just not true. And actually, the woman that came out with that that taught that years ago, Um, took that back a few years after she started teaching that and so she didn't even believe it was true after a while she realized that she had taught an error but the damage was already done the teaching was out there and that's why a lot of people believe that you can't get the protein you need from plants
1: well the term that she used was incomplete protein that certain plants like rice was an incomplete protein source Beans were an incomplete protein source. Now, if you put them together, like Anita just said, then that Mm -hmm. was a complete protein source. When actually, that's not true. Now, we'll say that some plants will have higher amounts of certain amino acids, and maybe not as much as others, but they still have the amino acids. They still have. You just want to be sure that you get a good variety on your plate every day, and then really, you don't have to worry of do I have enough? Because you just will automatically have enough.
0: Absolutely. Go back to the episode number nine, where we talked about the five foundational foods. That's how you get enough protein. You know, you start thinking about you really need to get a variety to get the protein that you need. That's the main thing. And we know that um, they say that 0.4 grams per pound Um, is about how much how you decide if you're getting enough. So you can look at what that daily amount would be for you. And I believe
1: for the average woman, that's about 46 grams a day. And for the average man, it's about 56 grams a day.
0: Right. And so what we don't want to happen for you, and this is kind of your action step, is not to get sucked into trying to figure out the grams of this and the grams of that and am I getting enough? Because honestly, the truth is, if you're getting enough calories to maintain a healthy weight, you are getting enough protein, even if you only eat whole plant foods.
1: Now, that guideline does actually have some buffer in it, meaning that you really, you could go less than that and still be perfectly fine.
0: But again, we just want you to know, and this is the big takeaway here. If you don't hear anything else we're saying today, hear this, don't worry about numbers. Don't get stuck into numbers. Because the truth is, You want to develop a lifestyle that you love. You want to find a way to live with getting the foods that you enjoy, getting enough of them every day so that you're not hungry and so that you maintain the proper weight And you can do that without worrying about calories and grams of protein and grams of this and that. You just need foundational principles that you can apply. And one of those is get a variety of whole plant foods in a way that you love the way they taste, in a way that makes you feel good so that you're not tired all the time because you're not getting enough. And then just enjoy your life. That's what it's all about. That is how you build a lifestyle that you can continue forever, that makes you healthy, and that you can thrive and have the vibrant energy you're looking for.
1: Now, ironically enough, most people worry that they're not getting enough protein. But the shocking reality is that they're getting too much. And what they're finding is that Too much of this protein overload that people have is actually harming their body. But the interesting thing is that what they have found is that the animal proteins cause the problems, not the plant proteins. The plant proteins don't seem to affect the body in the same way, especially looking at kidney function. They found that the animal sources of protein would actually cause pressure to increase in the kidneys, and over time that causes failure. But the plant proteins did not have that effect. And they actually, in people that have kidney disease, it can actually have a protective effect.
0: Don't you find it interesting, though, Jared, when people start whole food plant based or thinking about it, they start worrying about their protein intake. But how many times do you really think about your fiber intake? Because there is no protein deficit as a whole. Most Not. people have too much protein, like we've talked about today. They're getting too much. So what there is a deficit of is fiber. And if you didn't tune into episode six, go back and hear about that. Because fiber is the thing that 97% of Americans are missing out on because of the standard American diet that we eat today, with all the fast foods and the processed foods and the chips and the crackers and the and I'm not saying we don't eat crackers and things like that. But we eat them in a different way. And that is so important for you to fuel your body. Well, it's not that you can't have all these foods that you love. You're just going to have them in a different way. You're going to learn how to do that to create the life that that you'll enjoy so that you can do it for the rest of your life. And it doesn't become a diet because we don't like diets and yeah, we've already talked about that. Too. <laughs> that was when was that, Jared? Do you remember when we talked about diets are stupid?
1: <laughs> I think it was episode three.
0: Yeah, look back for that one because it'll be
1: easy to find. It's toward the beginning, to... <laughs> and it's called "Why Diets Are Stupid." Why diets are stupid. <laughs> the top five reasons diets are stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, so really, it's just it's twisted what we've come to believe. We worry about not getting enough protein, but if you eat enough calories, you're getting enough protein, even if you eat all whole food, plant based. And we don't think about our fiber, but lack of fiber is causing cancers and it's causing.
1: It contributes with diabetes. Right? Heart it's,
0: disease, uh, and obesity. Obesity. It's and been with linked the, with all those things. And with the
1: cancer specifically, it's traced or it's linked specifically to colon cancer.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, there are some others as well, but definitely colon cancer because that's the route that the food travels. It just makes sense. And if your body has this buildup of waste and things that it can't get rid of then that just causes problems it makes sense so really focus on getting your fibers and the way you do that is you count grams right jared you count your grams every
1: day you track every (laughs) single one of those grams Mm -hmm. like your life no don't do that don't do that
0: no No. we want to get you away from this Focus and a fear of numbers and calories and points and can't have this and can't have that. And we want to get you to start building some healthy habits that you really can enjoy because you're free from all those things. You've got to break free from the old ways of doing things. And one way that you do that is you say, I need my fiber. I need to make sure I get my fiber. How do you do that? You get a variety of plant foods. One of the main things that's missing usually is greens, roughage, um, beans are huge. But again, it's not. just one category it's the five foundational foods and you need all those
1: and you just mentioned greens interestingly greens are up to 50 percent protein
0: Mm -hmm. wow don't think about that no
1: and beans they range for anywhere from 25 to 40 percent protein Mm -hmm. so you can get one cup of lent i believe it was lentils and that that will give you about 25 percent of the protein that you would need on, a, on your daily basis, how easy is it to eat one cup of lentils? Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll easily do that in one of our grain bowls that we make. Yeah. And, and that doesn't include the sweet potatoes and the grains right. that are in there. So one bowl may give us all the protein we need in, in that day.
0: Right. It's just not hard to do with whole food plant-based at all. So do not worry about protein or anyone you know who's eating whole food plant-based, don't worry about them. They're getting their protein, and so will you when you get involved with this wonderful way of living that we've just found will fuel our body body well and and reverse all these diseases. It's amazing what it can do for you.
1: Now, there are a couple of instances where someone might need to get some extra protein, which would be during pregnancy, and if somebody is more of an elite athlete bodybuilding absolutely, and they need to... To get more protein for that, for that recovery and for growing that little human inside of you.
0: So in that case, they probably need to add in protein bars and protein shakes and protein powders. protein powders. No.
1: No. Actually, if you just eat more food, Mm -hmm. you'll probably need to be eating more calories anyway to fuel that level of metabolism.
0: That's the issue. You need more calories. You just
1: need more food. And in doing that, you'll get the more protein. protein.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's a great point. So to wrap it all up, don't worry about your protein. Eat a wide variety of whole plant foods. Fuel your body well. Give your cells the nutrients that they're craving that they've been missing so long that's causing you to have low energy and it's causing you to have to just barely survive your day. Yeah, Trust me, I know. Thinking. We've been through this. Jared and I both went through this. We had vascular disease reverse eating this way over the course of the years. It's been amazing to see all all the changes that have happened. We have more energy now at almost 50 than we had, than I In ever remember. Yeah, that I ever remember having. Honestly, I have to force myself to lay down and go to sleep at night because I still have that much energy at the end of the day. And we want this for you. We want food freedom for you so that you're not worrying about what foods you're eating and how to get it. And you need these general principles. And if you'll just do that, you can do this. It's really just that simple. It's not hard to do. It can be very enjoyable and you can fuel your body well in a way that makes you feel great and will work for you for the long run. Thanks for joining us today. And if this episode's helped you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. So leave a review in Apple podcast and be sure to follow and subscribe before you go. And we'll look forward to seeing you again in the next episode.